Okay, so um, I think first we should apologize to our like five listeners. <laughs> I'm deeply sorry. So sorry. It's been so long since we uploaded an episode. We know that you've been waiting with bated breath to hear our voices. Oh, yes. Our, our loyal. <laughs> I bet she's going to people who are going to be like, who are these? Who are How did you even survive these, <laughs> these past months? Um, but we have very good reason, um, which we won't share here because they're private. <laughs> I actually don't know what our reasons are. You forgot to tell me. <laughs> No, I mean, like, you ended your semester, you know? Yeah, I had to do my exams. Yeah, yeah. um. And what were you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You were submitting your writing to various... That's true. Various publications who have not gotten back to me. So that's a yes, basically. (laughs) I would, you know, as my parents always tell me mistakenly, no news is good news. It's bullshit, though. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but, but this episode you are going to hear is a very special one because it's one in which we get into a fight. <laughs> oh, my God. I still can't believe you put that in there, though. I think it's great for people to see how friends, you know, disagree. I think it's going to be awkward as fuck. I didn't think it was awkward. I thought it was very enlightening and it was very like intelligent and reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> because I diffused the situation to avoid the Baylin bomb from going off. No, first of all, there's no Baylin bomb. Baylin is a wonderful. <laughs> I'm afraid of the well ease adjusted... with which you speak about yourself in third person. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well, second, it's also like People should be able to disagree without, um, you know, resorting to petty name calling or Mm -hmm. violence or Mm -hmm. any of the things we've been seeing in the news. True. And also, I think it shows that even the bestest of friends can can temporarily despise each other. Exactly. It just well, I mean, it just adds like layers to our friendship, you know, layers to our relationship. Layers of resentment. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. What else is in this episode? Do we talk about dolphins? We don't talk about dolphins. Should we talk about dolphins? I made that up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. It was so long ago. It was a very long time ago. It's a very long time ago. Um, We talk about like this, you know, sad life of grad students we mm. talked about how cool it was that you were getting your phd mm-hmm. it is sort of cool yeah yeah and we also talked a little bit about sci-fi um so yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> it was okay, that fine. fight <laughs> yeah sci-fi my favorite genre of writing <laughs> Well, just a week ago, I got into a very nerdy fight um, with someone over Neil Gaiman versus Terry Pratchett. I'm still ashamed of you. (laughs) I think I made a new friend, even though we strongly disagree with each other. (laughs) The basis for all lasting friendships. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Ah, Okay. Well, I, I think that's a good introduction. Yeah, I think so too. Yay! Okay. 
you're listening to Philosophy in the Bedroom with Baylin. <laughs> well. And? <laughs> I'm not going to be second. My husband and I uh, binged the second season of Daredevil. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Just like everyone else I literally know in my entire life is currently <laughs> watching the show. Have you? Go ahead. Fuck no. Okay. All right. All right. So let, let me let me explain what was hilarious about this. Do you know the story about Daredevil at all? Yeah. Ben Affleck played him and it was a terrible movie. And you didn't watch that movie, did you? No. Well, good, because I heard it was a terrible movie. Do I seem like an <laughs> idiot to you? I don't know. It was the 90s. We've all done dumb things in the 90s. I'm pretty sure it was the early 2000s, but... It was that same, like, horrible time. <laughs> it's the dark ages of our the dark mutual ages. past. So, Daredevil is like... He's blind. He's blind. Yeah, he's blind, but he has, like, super sensitive hearing, whatever. But anyway, his day job <laughs> is... <laughs> Wow. His day job, though, is being a lawyer, a lawyer defending like rights of like poor people. And he starts this really rundown law firm with his his best friend from law school. The guy's name is Foggy Nelson. I, don't, I think it's a, like a nickname. Yeah. But anyway, okay. he's, they call him Foggy. Sure. So his best friend knows that he has this alter ego as like, you know, daredevil who goes out and beats up criminals and everything. So what's hilarious, though, is that. In the second season, um, his best friend, this guy, Foggy Nelson, is playing the role of the whiny girlfriend. What? <laughs> yeah, you know how, like, every superhero movie, there's a girlfriend being like, oh, you don't care about me. You don't care about us. You just want to go out there and, like, do dangerous stuff. What yeah. about our family? Right? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And it's always that way, like, from every single superhero movie you could think of to, like, the John Adams miniseries, even. <laughs> Damn that Mrs. Adams. She didn't care about America. When we watched the miniseries, it was like five years ago or something. Yeah, like that's what I noticed. Like Abigail Adams is supposed to be super intelligent. Um, like I read part of a, the biography and a McAuliffe always said like Abigail Adams, some people think like she's even more intelligent than her husband, but just because she's a woman, she couldn't pursue like a career of her own, right? And then watching the miniseries and all she's doing is like scrubbing floors, like <laughs> taking care of the kids and complaining that John is not home with her and the kids. I mean, I guess from my, like, experience with domestic life, that's basically all that ever happens anyway, but... Right. <laughs> maybe right. it's not... Maybe that's how life is. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that sad? I feel like part of it is the frustration of she could have done so much more. Like, you know, like, yeah. she... Um, like, we have her letters and we have her writing. Like, she's very intelligent. And, she, like, she was also very, like, responsible and, and pretty conservative person. So she you know, felt like it was her duty to take care of the family while her husband is, is away. But there must have been like this feeling of like an abandonment almost. It's one thing to be with your husband in things and to share things with him, but it's another to be like trapped there yourself. And Anywho. Okay, but can I just have a sidebar to say that Abigail Adams is great and all, but like Dolly Madison was the best. <laughs> she saved paintings from the burning White House. What a fucking bomb ass bitch. <laughs> Like, basically the original art historian. Yes, yes. <laughs> she also did a lot for her husband. Like, her husband was very... 
he's not a very charismatic person, not terribly likable. Like she came in and she like made his political hmm. image. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But back to Daredevil. Back to Daredevil. Yes. So like every single movie has this whiny girlfriend, you know, and like mm. their sole purpose is to like create this false tension so that the superhero could be more like he wants to do this great thing, but he, there is a little bit of conflict inside. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> and it's the part is being played by this this guy like his best friend and it's just like every time he's on the screen he's like no but matt what about us what about our firm oh you what mean about like, our commitments it's not literally the dude who's playing a woman it's just he he has the role of the the woman oh. girlfriend yeah okay got it <laughs> I thought you meant that they cast a guy to play the girlfriend. I was really confused. (laughs) That would have been even better. but (laughs) Maybe not even, but that would have been great. Yeah. Um, But no, it's like, dude, it's supposed to be like his best friend. And, and he is just like, Mads, what about us? What about our res- your duties and responsibilities? You can't go out there and beat up people every night. <laughs> Whereas the girlfriend instead is this chick who's like, yeah, let's go beat up more people. But why are they so violent? I, I don't know. Okay, do you want to hear the best uh, joke about Daredevil, though? Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> It's too funny. Okay, so a few years ago, I was talking to my brother, mm-hmm. and I, we were talking about how Ben Affleck had just been cast as Batman, and I was like, why is everyone complaining that Ben Affleck got cast as Batman? I mean, he was great in Daredevil. <laughs> and then my brother goes, nobody saw Daredevil. Not even Daredevil saw Daredevil. <laughs> and then he like pauses, and he's like, did you get my joke? <laughs> too funny also kind of at the expense of blind people but you know i get it now oh you didn't (laughs) get it oh my god (sighs) phelan not even daredevil saw daredevil (laughs) basically everyone i know won't shut the fuck up about that show and i like pretty not into it it's not that great I just finished House of Cards. I was going steady with like one episode per day, uh-huh. and then uh, and then all of a sudden, like on Friday, I just watched like seven episodes. <laughs> I was like, "Oops, <laughs> it's done now." That happens, right? Yeah. Don't you love the last scene? Yeah, I think yeah. that the last shot. I'm so excited about the next season. <laughs> it's gonna be a shit show. I mean, I, I, I my hope with this. Sh- show and the way that they ended it without giving any spoilers hopefully is that like i hope that it will cause people to like sit up and take notice of like how governments create certain political situations and how they how they use situations to control their citizens because like this is something that i've been learning about in like my women's studies classes for the last couple of years like Because contemporary feminist theory is really not so much about women anymore. (laughs) Now it's all intersectional. So, like, it's about, like, queer people. It's about poor people. It's about, you know, Uh like, marginalized populations. Um, So, like, one one of the major things that we've talked about is the way that governments create, like, states of exception Uh where they they can take any action that they deem necessary because they've, like, incited fear in in their citizens and so once it becomes about each 
member of the population's personal bodily safety, they'll excuse anything, any yeah. kind of behavior. So. Yeah, it's taken advantage of the worst aspects of human nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hope that people will, will see it as kind of like a, I don't know that they will, <laughs> but I hope people will see it as like a personal indictment a little bit of like, this is what you're being a party to. I just afraid that like people will see that and then everyone's reaction will be like, oh, well, that can't be me. You know, that's everyone else but me. I know what's really going on. Well, I think that it might change the way that people, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people watch the show and a lot of people are yeah. intelligent enough to pick on, up on these messages. And so I think it might change the way that people, to a certain extent, like carry out discourses about like, national safety and national mm -hmm. security mm -hmm. i don't know maybe that's too optimistic but <laughs> i don't know one can hope yeah 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 Ho hope is great <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean if anything is going to change people's minds it's not going to be like some politician it's going to be a fucking tv show because we're yeah. america oh totally totally <laughs> i mean who even listens to a politician like how many americans even know like who their representatives are I kind of do. <laughs> oh, you got the crazy one. <laughs> yeah, only because they're just shoving, like, huge <laughs> metaphorical dildos up Illinois' ass. Oh, metaphorical? I mean... Yeah, you know the, the, the thing that came out today about um, Hastard? He's Illinois? Yeah. What? No, yes. he's from... I thought he's from here, but not a representative here. Uh... Okay, maybe we should cut that out if that's really the case. <laughs> Didn't he come up in the Chicago like political system? But yeah. I don't think he's a former House. Yep, he represented speaker. Illinois' 14th congressional district. Oh, oh see, that was before I was here. I'm pretty yes, sure. that's true. It, uh, that's why I didn't immediately recognize him. But yeah, I actually now that you say that, I re I remember reading that the other day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Governor Rauner is now taking over the dildo shoving. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. God, that's so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Illinois is a very... I don't know what's up with Illinois. Like, all the governors have been jailed. I mean, basically, it prides itself on being corrupt, right? <laughs> I'm not sure so. pride. I feel like people might just be immune to it now like oh well there goes another one should we do like one more topic and then call it a night so that i can get a little bit more done before i go to sleep because yeah. my life is pathetic no it's not you're doing what you love this is great no i hate it it's killing me slowly <laughs> <laughs> truly <laughs> it's just Ugh, I can't read anymore. I'm I'm really burned out, so Yeah. Yeah. I need I need the summer. <laughs> oh man. Um <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to end on a happy note? Um well, what, yeah. what are you what have you been reading lately? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will end us on a happy note. Uh today I read a thirty page article about eugenics. <laughs> Okay, so I have been reading. <laughs> Eugenics is my answer. Okay. Um, I also have a nice selection here called 
colonialist photography. <laughs> I didn't make that up. It's real. No, I believe it's, it, by the way. It's almost too real. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of Terry Pratchett. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Oh. Who's Terry? <laughs> Hold on, Googling. What a stupid name. Terry Terry Pratchett. Pratchett. He's British, okay? He died last year. Be nice. Oh. Now I can't say anything. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's a very popular British writer. He's incredibly funny. Unfortunately, he died last year. But the interesting thing is that he writes about, like, some really serious topics like eugenics and, you know, slavery and war. But... Wait, so we're both reading about eugenics? Well, okay, the last one I read wasn't about eugenics. The last one I read was about, like, um, banking. (laughs) Sounds like a page-turner. That's the thing. Like, he writes about these really serious topics, but he makes them so hilarious. And he's writing it in... Like he says, it's like a different like parallel universe, but basically it's like a conceit to talk about some really serious issues and then to say like, oh, but this is like, this is actually just fantasy. Like it's in a fantasy world. Isn't this like all sci-fi? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, You totally just described every sci-fi I did, I did. He just does it, he just does it better because he makes it incredibly funny. It's like Monty Python. He's like, I'm yeah, his humor. Morally humility. opposed to sci-fi. He's not. It's not sci-fi. It's more like fantasy. I'm actually more morally opposed to fantasy. It's not about the genre. You don't have any prejudice about the genre. It's about how you do it. All right. So no, no I hate he, the genre. <laughs> and he does all it, of it. He does it in the. He does it in like a Monty Python style. He's like basically Monty Python esque, and in it's like nominally they're like children's books, but they're they're really not they're really like very serious and very very funny and after after he passed away last year neil gaiman who's this other like british author um and and one of his closest friends i know who neil gaiman is okay so neil he also writes shitty books yeah neil gaiman (laughs) yes i'm not a huge fan of neil gaiman he seems like a cool person based on his like twitter he's one of He's like really good friends with Terry Pratchett and they actually wrote a book together. But after Terry Pratchett died, Neil Gaiman was writing this in memoriam to his friend Terry Pratchett. And he's like, Terry Pratchett is one of the most angry people I've ever met. Uh-huh. He's just like so angry about like the, the state of the world and like inequality and like all the terrible things that people do to each other. And then he channels that into humor. Mm-hmm. And I, I admire so much. It's like George Carlin. It's like Monty Python even. Like you have to... If you peel back the humor, like these are people who are angry and are are cynical, but you know just wish there was there was so much better. There was a better solution, and then to to say that and, and still be funny. It's uh, it's very inspiring to me. Okay, well, not to shit all over your inspiration, but I still <laughs> feel like you know. Like I can, I think it's legit to dislike a genre. You know. I just don't like sci-fi and fantasy. I will never be able to appreciate those books because I think that they're, like, fundamentally ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, say I took the movie Ghost, but I filmed it in, like, a Monty Python way. It's still the movie Ghost, you know? Like, it's still not good. I don't I don't even remember Ghost. Ghost came out before we were born. I know, even. I'm just making a yeah, joke. It's just, like, overdramatic ridiculousness. Okay, but, like... <laughs> I can't think of a better example. 
mm-hmm. off the top of my head. It's just some things are, are not people's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how sarcastic and Monty Python-esque some sci-fi fantasy book is. I still don't want to read it. I would rather just go watch Monty Python, you know? <laughs> like, I don't... Well, I, I just Python's hate kinda like fantasy. kind of like fantasy-ish. And they do, <laughs> they do like sort of sci-fi scenarios as well. I can't even explain, I can't even explain, like, why I have a visceral disgust for anything that's, like, fantasy. I just do. Uh, No, I understand if it's not your cup of tea, but I feel like you shouldn't dismiss my entire intellectual argument just because, like, you have this personal quirk. I'm not dismissing your intellectual argument. There are, like, tons of things you talk about that I have absolutely no interest in, but I listen to it and I try to find the things that, like are valuable in what you're saying, and I address those. I don't just suddenly go like, oh, pff, art, pleh, you know? Yeah, this I just can't get beyond. I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying I just I can't do it. I just can't appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Anywho, we're talking about what we're reading. So you're reading about eugenics, some boring book about eugenics, and I'm reading some hilarious book about um, investment fraud. <laughs> I don't even know. We're just not cool people, I guess. What what is what would cool be? Like watching football and scratching our balls? Like how is that not cool? I think it's incredible and incredibly cool that we're doing this. I think it would be cool if I had balls to scratch. No. They <laughs> no. Dude, balls are an amazing biological achievement. Do you know? A biological about this? achievement, yes, but I don't wish I had them. Let me just let me just put this you know I put this out there, yeah. right? Balls are the perfect temperature for sperm preservation. If they were inside of your body, the sperm would this. die. Yes. But I, they're I outside this. in this little like yeah. protective sack just just especially for <laughs> for sperm maintenance. Yes, like, I know I know isn't what balls are. the human body amazing? Hashtag blessed. Saying. Yes. <laughs> My balls are the perfect temperature. Hashtag blessed. Right. And the human body, a female human body is amazing too. I just personally would not want to have balls. I mean, just people talk about like them sticking to the side of your leg. And then like when you get old and everything, your skin is sagging. There's like when you sit in a toilet, they like dip in the water, like a tea bag. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But like if you had balls, then you could say to people like suck my balls and, I mean, that just carries a lot of weight. <laughs> sure, sure. And we can invent some female equivalent. But my point is not the same. that reading about eugenics and investment fraud is not uncool. All right? And I resent... <laughs> I would say it's pretty uncool, but would, that's not yeah, necessarily like, a bad thing. No, but, it's like, what thing. is the definition of cool? Like, what is... Like, I... Not, <laughs> not that. <laughs> what would be cool, though? What was something cool? Like going skateboarding, skateboarding, eating, eating ice cream on a boardwalk. I don't know. Oh come on, dude! There's a reason why I'm doing my PhD and I'm not a model. Okay, like I don't know what the fuck's cool. I don't think a model's cool. They're basically props. I think getting a PhD is way cooler than being a model. No, like that's my honest opinion. Like I've read about, I, I've read like models talking about their lives. Like, sure, if you're a supermodel, like the top like point zero zero one percent of models, but you know there are people talking about like you know fifteen and they're modeling. And this one girl is like she's 
standing in the water, right? And it's so cold that her lips are turning blue and her teeth are chattering. And the photographer is yelling at her for that because she's messing up, you know, her shot because her lips are turning blue from the cold. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes, but I'm saying like in terms of what American culture considers cool. I would so much rather be getting a PhD and or reading hilarious books than be a prop. Okay, but I think you're missing my point, though. (laughs) Yeah, I'm arguing your point. I don't see why you're like, oh, we're so not cool because we are intelligent, ambitious women who are succeeding in our fields. Minus the last point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, are we succeeding? I don't know. No, I mean, I, I guess I just like, I'm not opposed to being not cool. I think, like, the reason why I do a lot of the things I do is because they're not sanctioned by the mainstream. So, like, to me, uh, it's not an insult. <laughs> like, oh. the things that people think are cool are mm. fucking stupid. So, like, if people thought that I was cool, I would be concerned. See, I'm just, like, reappropriating the word. I'm just taking the word and redefining it. I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that is what I'm doing. I, 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 okay. <laughs> That is what I'm doing. I think it's really cool that you're getting your PhD. Yeah, eugenics are cool. (laughs) I I don't think eugenics are cool. I think the fact that you're getting your PhD, and and it takes a lot of work, yes. But I think you're doing doing that is cool, yeah. It mostly makes me want to die, so... (laughs) I understand. (laughs) I feel like I ate something for dinner. I don't know what it was. <laughs> oh, crackers and cheese. <laughs> That's what I ate today. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, usually I cook something for myself for the week, but tonight I talked to you. So Aww, next time next time you start breathing down my neck, just remember. It's food or this podcast. Oh. And then don't bother me. 